Welcome to Building the Future. I'm your host, Kevin Horick. You can check out new episodes of the show every Tuesday and Thursday at 2 p.m. If you missed an episode or want to get more information about the show, please visit buildingthefutureshow.com. Welcome back to the show. Today we have Michael McAleenan, founder at Venue Viking. Michael, welcome to the show. Thanks. Glad to be here. Yeah, you you have a bunch of stuff going on and it's quite impressive. But maybe before we kind of cover what you're working on, let's get into your background and kind of where you grew up. Yeah, of course. So um, I was raised in New Smyrna Beach, Florida, you know, small little town on the East Coast. Okay, (laughs) interesting. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, a small little town on the East Coast. And, um, you know, it's a trap over there because it's so beautiful and you could literally just live on the beach every day and and uh, work in a restaurant or something like that. But I had to get out, so uh, I moved over to the Tampa Bay area. Um, That's where I went to school over there. I graduated with a degree in marketing and um, also went to, uh, um, yeah, no, just. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. So so what made you want to go into marketing, I guess? Yeah, I always, you know, I always had a strong uh, background in sales. Uh, I like talking to people. And as long as it was a product that I was passionate about, I always felt like I could communicate it, uh, you know, very well. Sure. So I'm curious then, you, you got a degree in marketing. What kind of companies did you work at coming out of school or did you kind of start your own venture? Yeah, so I, I worked with some companies. Um, you know, I started out with an internship at Walker Brands, which was a branding company. Okay. Uh, learning all, you know, the ins and outs of branding and, and marketing. Um, I did a second internship uh, through a restaurant, Seasons 52. I'm sure you've sure. probably heard of it. Yeah. Um, as a sales manager uh, for private events. So I started uh, that and, you know, I ended up really liking it. I, I was in the hospitality industry, you know, all through school, bartending, serving. Sure. Um, and when I did this internship and, and started working on these private events, I, I really, you know, had a passion for it. Okay. So, yeah. So at what point did you decide to kind of go out on your own and do your kind of own venture? Yeah. So I, I, you know, I had my, uh, my internship and, and then I ended up being hired on by Darden, uh, Eddie V's prime seafood, uh, as their sales manager, I opened up the first Eddie V's, uh, since Darden acquired the, uh, the brand in Tampa Bay, um, helped them launch. And, uh, from there I, I also helped a couple other, uh, restaurants developed and, um, develop their marketing and sales for private events. Um, and I always had this, you know, way about me and people always loved the way I handled myself when they were trying to book an event with me. Cause I was very streamlined to the point okay. and that's what people liked working about me. And I was like, well, you know, I can do this. I can create the same process that I, you know, give to everybody that everybody loves, um, in a software. And that's okay, kind of where uh, venue Viking came into play. Okay, so you basically took a need that you saw personally and just kind of being in the industry and then decided to turn it into your own business? Right. Interesting. Okay, so what was broken about the event booking space and why, like, why was what you did so valuable? Yeah, I mean, I think it was just frustrating. It was frustrating for myself. It was also frustrating for the people booking events. It was a very fragmented process. Okay. A lot of times people, you know, had to call in and either, you know, someone answered or someone didn't answer. They couldn't find the information online through the website. Sure. You know, there's all these little problems that people, um, you know, came came in front of. Um, and 
and the reason like going back to why people liked working with me, I just felt like I was always very responsive, very, you know, okay. quick to reply to emails and answer phone calls. Um, but then even just from, you know, booking the event, once, once I got in communication with me, it was like, you know, you had to see if the space was available, quote them a minimum or a fee, sure. um, develop their menus, you know, and all these different things that really you didn't need me to do. You just needed a software that could do it for uh, you. Okay. <laughs> like almost like step-by-step -step process because somebody like myself, if I'm trying to book an event and I'm looking for a venue, I don't really know what's even all involved. Right? So basically walk me through what exactly you guys do when I, I come to the site um, and, and then kind of what do I do from there? Yeah, well, first and foremost, Venue, Venue Viking is a uh, listing service. So okay. you can literally find the venues online through our site. Um, but then secondly, we are a event management and booking software. And what we did is we created the first, um, the first client-facing booking software. So, And how we did that is we allowed the venue owner and manager to customize the exact steps that they need to book oh, their space out. So cool. it's customizable to any venue. So if it was a smaller venue with only one private space for 10 people, their process might be very minimal. Could sure. be three steps and then they're done. Um, and then you, you go into like a wedding or a bigger type of event with more space or bigger venue with more spaces and things like that. They could have a 15 step process, you know, sure. to book the space. Um, but you can do everything from selecting your menus to selecting AV, um, and rentals if you need to do that. So it's really, uh, up to the venue, how they want to, okay. you know, book their venue. Very cool. Space. So if I'm a venue, how do I kind of go about setting up with you guys? So if, uh, basically, you can find us online at www.venueviking.com. Uh, we've been doing some, you know, uh, small marketing pushes into the cities that we have uh, existing venues already in our listing software. Okay. Uh, so that was kind of the idea was to build the listing portion and get venues involved with Venue Viking before it was even, you know, really a thing, you know, sure. and get them uh, acclimated to the name and, and what we do. And now we can go back and target all these venues that are already a part of our site. Sure. And then how do you kind of monetize this right now? Do you guys take a cut or? So, yeah, we monetize Venue Viking by, you know, offering uh, the booking software as a subscription service. So okay. it's a reoccurring subscription service. But then we also get paid uh, on per booking by the number of guests uh, in that party. Okay. Very cool. So you, you basically handle everything from you know the user signing or like the person c that wants to run the event and then do you handle kind of once they get there like their ticketing and and kind of that kind of stuff as well so right now there isn't a ticketing feature um associated with venue viking okay. um, it is a process that we do foresee down the road sure. especially if we get into the convention space and things like that right now we're really just targeting on uh restaurants with private dining i think that's our niche right now okay um so we're going to really focus on that and then as this thing evolves and develops you know who knows where it's going to go sure and as you get more feedback from users and whatnot yeah that makes a lot of sense right so as a user, how do I kind of use the tool? Like if I'm, you know, I'm looking for to go dine somewhere, what, what's the process around that? Right. So you can simply go to venueviking.com and uh, search the city that you're looking to you know, plan an event in. It's going to give you um, our top uh, venues and you can search on there. But if you had a specific venue in mind, 
um, and you went to that venue's website and they were a part of Venue Viking, you'd also be able to go through the same simple booking process uh, through the widget that's going to be on their website as well. Okay, very cool. Similar to kind of open table, that kind of thing. Yeah, Correct. okay, I yep. got you. Okay, so I, I'm kind of curious then, um, what, where do you kind of see this going in the future and kind of what cities are you in right now? And obviously you want to expand. Right. So, uh, you know, we launched the listing side of Venue Viking back in March. We're at 3,000 venues nationwide. Wow. We're in about 25 cities right now. Okay. Um, for the booking software, we're just in our beta testing for that. Um, we really want to start more targeted and more niche, probably sure. local in the Tampa Bay area. We do have three restaurants already um, involved in the, the beta testing for the booking software. Um, and as soon as all the kinks are worked out, we're, we're definitely going to start in Tampa Bay and then move out from there. No, that's very cool. I, I like that idea where you basically built a version and you got a bunch of people using it and then now you're kind of beta testing in, a, in an area and then you're saying, well, we're going to tweak it and then start rolling that out, you know, kind of nationwide. I think that's really important and, and kind of something to stress in the, in the startup community. I think too many people try to build like every possible feature or like compartment or module or whatever you want to put of a product, right? right. And right. you got a version out there and then you're adding as you're going and you're getting feedback. I think that's kind of super important and, and kind of maybe how did you guys decide like what to roll out first and kind of why you didn't roll out maybe that, that piece, you know, until after like maybe a version two or whatever. I think it comes down to as simple as, you know, the the booking the listing uh, portion of Venue Viking it was easy okay you know it was easy to develop and it was easy to implement and get these uh, venues in the system um, and you know we weren't really looking to make that our product we always knew the long term goal was to have the booking software um, wrapped around it but we thought you know how could we start you know, getting the word out about Venue Viking. How sure. can we start getting the name out there and, and start having these conversations with venues before we even have, you know, really a product? You know, right now we're just offering an advertising service, but now we have 3,000 venues a, a part of this advertising service that we can now reach back out to with our booking software. Sure. No, I, I think that's really cool and an interesting way to, like, generate users and get people into the system, and I think that's really cool. So... You, you're involved in um, EIP cards. Do you want to maybe talk about what exactly is that and kind of why you started that? Yeah, so, you know, kind of goes back into, um, you know, how, I, you know, my career path and, and what changes and, you know, different developments it, it has taken. But, you know, when I started Venue Viking, I was, you know, on the road, you know, telling people about it. And I end up uh, meeting this gentleman uh, that I'm now uh, partnered with. And, and one of his companies is EIP cards. Uh, so it's a it's essentially a membership, a digital membership platform okay. um, that we are working on. So it's, you know, in its beta testing now as well. Uh, but, it, you know, you'll definitely start to see it more and more as, as we roll this thing out. It's a really neat product, and I'm really excited to be a part of it. Sure. So what exactly do you guys offer your members? So basically it's, uh, you know, we, we created it around the restaurant and bar industry, um, so whereas if you're a VIP, um, you know, instead of having to call, like as a owner of this bar or nightclub, instead of having to call your, 
manager at the front door or your door guy or your bartenders and say, hey, my friend VIP Nick is coming in, you know, make sure these things get done with them. Sure. I can now just issue him an EIP card. It's a digital card that he can show um, on his phone and it lists all his benefits. Um, And you can, um, you know, you can add temporary benefits and then permanent benefits um, retroactively. So you can actually then draw clients or customers in that are cardholders um, by, by simply just creating a new promotion and pushing it out. Okay. So basically you could say if you come Wednesday night, you'll get a deal or 20% off or whatever that, whatever the promotion is. Correct. Okay. That's, that's actually really cool. Cause I, I know I'm trying to make my wallet as small as possible and I want all my cards digitally. And I think it makes sense, right? Because then right. not only can I get these deals, but I don't have to carry a card around because I think so many people just don't want physical cards anymore. Yeah, and, and, and people and users could have multiple cards so they could be members of, of multiple you know, places in the area and, and go to whatever card they might be needing to use at that point in time. But you could literally use it for gym memberships. You, know, it could, you could charge for the card or sure. you could give it out for free. So there's different ways to monetize the card from a, a venue uh, aspect. Yeah, no, that that makes a lot of sense. So when do you think it's going to come out of beta? Yeah, we're just in the final stages of getting it uh, tweaked and and getting it implemented into some other venues. We've been using it personally uh, in a company called Station House, uh, and we can talk a little bit about that in a second. But uh, we've been using it personally in-house, and uh, it's been working really well. So we just a couple little things, and then we'll be launching it live to you know the general public and, and other facilities that that's very cool so i'm kind of curious to know um obviously you have all these kind of ventures going on um are you doing the development yourself do you have like kind of a team of people doing development or did you outsource it or or kind of how are you getting these things developed my developers for venue viking are actually friends of mine i grew up with them and new smyrna and uh, they've been helping me with Venue Viking ever since the beginning. Okay. And then for EIP cards, uh, we have a, a development team as well. So. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. So, how you basically met your co-founder just traveling? How do you kind of, or how did you decide, like he would be a good person to partner with on this venture? I think it was the the similarities between Venue Viking and EIP cards. I okay. think that there was a match there. We were after the same. Uh, target market and we really saw how each service could benefit itself and if we were selling one we could sell the other because it's the same people Um, and then maybe even someday you know sell them together as one product Um, so that's what that's how the relationship started and it's just evolved from there no that that's actually really cool so where does your founder for eip cards live then he lives in Tampa Bay as well. Oh, okay. So yeah. you just happen to meet and you guys live in the same area. Right. Okay. Yep. I was just curious. St. Petersburg. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that's really cool. So you also are involved in a consulting company. Do you want to maybe talk about kind of what that is and what your role is in that? Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's the same uh, gentleman that owns the EIP cards. Uh, he, His background is in private equity. So he deals with all sorts of different types of deals from tech startups to energy companies to, um, you know, real estate, commercial real estate properties. Uh, And when we started the initial talk about EIP and Venue Viking and how they could work great together, um, we just, you know, we developed this relationship. Uh, We ended up becoming pretty close. And, 
you know, he uh, needed some help on some other projects that he had going on and asked if I could come on and help him out. So that's kind of how that started. Okay, so is that your full-time kind of gig then in Venue Viking EIP cards is kind of side projects, for lack of a better term? Yeah, I mean, well, you know, I can't say that. I mean, I think we spend equally amount of much time as, you know, on each individual project okay. a week. You know, for, for me, I just don't sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair. No, I, I totally get that. No, I, I think that's, but that's important, right? I think so many people get told that they need to like quit their full-time job and like do something full-time, right? Where I, I don't see anything wrong with having a, a couple ventures and a couple things that you're involved in that you basically spread your week of time out, right? And I'm right. in the same boat as you. Like I work full time and then this radio show is kind of a, a side project or, you know, it takes up, you know, a chunk of my weekly time, right? And I think it makes sense to kind of have a bunch of things that you're passionate about and want to go for, right? Right. You know, I just, you know, for me, I'm just always about growing and learning new things, you know, and, uh, you know, I did leave my full-time job to start Venue Viking for a while. And then, you know, these other opportunities kind of fell in my lap for a back, lack of better words. And I had to take them, you know, because sure. it's just, you know, it's all about the knowledge and, you know, it's more about, you know, who, you know, you know, and, sure, and I, sure. you know, try and branch out and meet as many people as I can and, and develop relationships. And I think that's probably one of the most important things to like growing a business of any type is your connections and how sure. well connected you are in the community. Uh, I think it's super important. So did you guys raise some money for Venue Viking or did you kind of self-fund or? We, uh, we primarily bootstrapped the uh, entire project. Uh, we did receive a small amount of funding um, up front just to get us started. We will be starting a, um, we will be starting a, like a seed round here shortly. Okay. Yeah. And then what, what about EIP cards? Is, is your business partner kind of funding that? Yeah. Or? My, yeah, my business partner is pretty much funding that, um, you know, we're in a good place right now. So, you know, basically all the development and all these things are, are pretty much done. So now it's, you know, up to just these little tweaks and to go start selling it. So, sure. So I'm kind of curious when, when you guys, um, in your consulting job, what do you guys kind of do? And who, what types of clients do you usually work with? Yeah, so we work with all sorts of companies, uh, but you know, we we work with all all sorts of different clients. One of the projects we're, you know, focused on right now is a, a building called the Station House. It's in downtown St. Pete, and what we did there is we created an ecosystem of businesses uh, and tech. Uh, with a restaurant and coffee tea bar all within this five-story building. We we offer memberships to it, um, but you can also come in as an individual and work and network. And it's just a, it's a great uh, ecosystem to meet and network and build your business. And through that, we have met, you know, tons of different companies needing, you know, assistance and, and consulting. And that's kind of where you know, we came along and just started helping, you know, different companies through that process. Sure. No, I think that's really cool. So what made you guys decide to kind of start Station House? Uh, you know, Station House was my found, you know, uh, my co-founder, he, uh, you know, it was a passion of his. He bought the building. He originally was going to make it a hotel. Okay. Um, but then he started, uh, he, he has family in New York, so he started going to some of these bigger, all-inclusive uh, ecosystems like the Ace Hotel and, sure. then, and the WeWorks were popping up here and there. And he really liked that model. Um, and that's kind of, you know, what gave him the idea to do this. And, and St. Pete, uh, 
has a bunch of tech startups coming out of it and just different businesses starting up all over the place and there isn't anything like it um, sure. over there so he thought it would be a good fit and so far um, it's been a great success we've leased out all our office space we're oh, wow. building members right now we're doing founding member specials and uh yeah everything's going really good so obviously there's a really good tie with eip cards into that and kind of the member loyalty stuff but what other services do you guys kind of like what's a base package and then kind of uh, the different packages that I can get um, at uh, Station House? Yeah, so basically uh, the basic package is the individual package and it gets you access to the building between nine to five. We okay. have a private level just for members only on the fourth floor. It's an outdoor terrace where we offer just uh, space for people to work out of Wi-Fi. Um, you get discounts on the coffee, tea, discounts in our restaurant. Sure. Um, you get a locker so you can get your mail forwarded there. Oh, nice. Um, and things like that. So it's it's very business oriented, but it gives, you know, startups with and people that don't have money to necessarily pay for an office suite yeah. in the downtown area, you know, have a place to work out of now and call their home. Sure. I, I think that's really cool. And, and you kind of mentioned the networking. I, I think that's super important too. Like just being around other people kind of doing something, even if it's in a completely different industry, you guys are all going through kind of the same issues like payroll and software for that. And like, what do you use for this? Or how do you handle that? Or, you know, and I think just having a group of people around you day to day that just to say like, you guys had this problem a few months ago, like I'm here now, like what, you know, how, how have you found kind of just having people around, you know, kind of help each other? Well, that, you know, that's the beauty of it all. I mean, the, the reality of it is, is the tech industry needs businesses. They need sure. attorneys, they need CPAs, they need a banker, you know, and then the, those companies need tech companies to keep their business, you know, going. So it just, it, it really is a neat um, thing to see when you see these companies within the building connecting with each other and, and getting help from one another. It's, it's really neat. Sure. No, totally. So you're, you said you're full right now, but are you guys looking to potentially expand then if it's doing that well? Well, when I say full, I mean the office space is all full. Oh, okay. So okay. Uh, we have plenty of room to grow in memberships. So okay. we are still driving our memberships. We're looking for corporate sponsors and things like that to be a part of the building and come because we do have conference rooms and things like okay. that so people can host meetings there. Um, so, yeah, full in a sense that we out of office space. <laughs> okay, okay. So how many people, again, are in, are in this space? At Station House right now? Yeah, so we have uh, 14 office tenants, and then we have about 40 members right now. We okay. also have a yoga program that they have their own memberships as well. So, um, you know, there's just a bunch going on in, within the Station House. So you you offer kind of um, yoga. What other programs do you guys kind of offer there? So we do yoga. We have a, a TRX instructor okay. that comes in. We have a, a room we call it the do things room where people can come in and, and do yoga or TRX or Pilates or, you know, whatever. And we try and find these, uh, instructors with an entrepreneurial spirit to come in, rent the space from us monthly and have okay. a membership. And then they charge their clients, whatever they charge normally or whatever they want to do. So, um, it's, a, you know, it's given people an opportunity to become business owners. Sure. No, I, I think that's really cool. So I'm kind of curious to know, you have a bunch of these ventures going on and, you know, you've partnered with people. What kind of advice would you give 
people kind of looking to start something, you know, that are a little scared because you quit your full-time job to do this and then you kind of ended up getting another kind of job and you're doing all this stuff. Like what kind of advice would you give people looking to kind of just do their own thing and just go for it? You know, I always just, I'm a firm believer. You got to take the risk to get the rewards, sure. right? And, you know, these opportunities come up for a reason. So I feel like, you know, you got to take, take them while they're there, you know, and again, it goes back to just meeting people and, and, and growing your network and just becoming a part of your community that you're currently in, get other people behind you because, you know, as soon as you can validate, you know, your idea or whatever it might be with, you know, some other community members or some like-minded individuals, the more power you're going to have to, you know, go out and you know, get this thing started. Sure. So you mentioned kind of networking. How have you found um, ways to network and that have been successful for you? Like online, offline, kind of both? A little of both. I love going to networking events and just meeting. I mean, most communities have, you know, a ton of different, you know, groups through the chamber or, or whatever it might be. I One I find, uh, one of my personal favorites is One Million Cups. I don't know if you ever heard of it before. No, but, but what is it for people that don't know, a, like myself? Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a company, uh, or actually it's not a company, it's a program created by the Kaufman Company. I, they're somewhere located in the uh, Midwest, uh, but basically they created this thing called One Million Cups. It's a nationwide event. It's every Wednesday. It's in uh, different communities all around the nation. Um, at 9 a.m. and it's two entrepreneurs get up and speak and pitch their business okay. uh, to the local community and it's a big networking event you know afterwards so it's a great way to kind of solidify an idea if you have one um, because anyone can get up there and pitch it could be you know a, a, just an idea phase or it could be a, a, a in, um, or it could be a company that's generating income so they take all sorts of different kinds of companies and it's just a way for you to get out in front of it, you know, validate your idea and then meet with your local you know, community. So I pitch my idea and then do I kind of take questions from the audience and get feedback or, or how does that work? Yeah. So they, like I said, they do uh, two presentations every week and you get six minutes to present and okay. then there's a 20 minute Q and A. Okay. Very cool. And then obviously after during the networking event, people can come up to you and ask you, um, do a lot of is it usually try to like pitch to investors or it's just kind of pitch to anybody and they'll just give you your feedback yeah it's it's not really uh meant to be for investors it's really more just a not you know it's just a way for you to get comfortable with pitching in front of people and also you know the the community the people in your community always have good feedback sure you know? Um, so that, that's what it's, it's more for, you know, getting feedback and hearing if your idea is, you know, it's more about just getting feedback. <laughs> sure. No, but I, I think that's super important, right? And getting up in front of people and just saying like, here's my idea. What do you guys think? That gives a lot of, or it gives a good venue for that. Right. And I think right. a lot of people are, don't really know. Right. And just having something to go to weekly. And if, People know if you go weekly and month, you know, after a few months, you're going to know a bunch of people there. You're probably more likely to get up in front of kind of your colleagues, really, and, right. and pitch something. Right. Instead right. of you just going to pitching in front of a bunch of strangers, you're you're basically pitching to a bunch of people you already know or at least some of the people in the audience. Correct. Like it sounds like you go all the time. 
Yeah, I try to go regularly. I, I, you know, and I've pitched at multiple different in multiple different cities. I've pitched in St. Pete, Tampa, Orlando, uh, Daytona Beach has one, Miami has one. I mean, they're all over the place, and I've pitched at you know five different ones. And every every time I do it, um, I always get valuable feedback and and meet some cool, interesting people. So, what value? Like, what was the reason you decided to go to other cities to pitch at their thing just to get feedback? Yeah, you know, for me, it was just it was more of a practice, you know, it's like a practice run for the real thing. So when I do have that opportunity to talk to an investor, I do have that opportunity to do this pitch competition. I feel like I'm prepared. Sure. That's that's actually really important. You're basically practicing your public speaking right in front of people that, you know. And yeah, you're right. That makes sense. When you're actually pitching in front of investors, you can work on your pitch in front of people. And then I'm sure you could ask like, okay, what, what resonated well, what didn't resonate, that kind of thing. Right. And just get feedback from the audience. Exactly. Huh? That's actually really interesting. So I'm, I'm curious, do you go to any other kind of networking events on a regular basis? Yeah. I mean, I, I try to go, I try to go to a bunch of uh, chamber events. I have a, a friend. Uh, he has a company called Newtown Connections. He's just based in Tampa Bay right now, um, but it's a great company um, for people just moving into the area. He okay. hosts a ton of different networking events, so I love going to his stuff. Okay. No, that's very cool. I, I think that's the thing that I think a lot of people struggle with is actually just networking and, and meeting people. And it sounds like and I would put myself in the same boat that you got a lot of the things and you've moved forward in your career just by networking in a lot of cases, right? Like you met a co-founder, you know, that could tie into your current business. You got kind of another gig. And so basically I'm in the same boat, right? That it was just, we, we put ourselves out there and just kind of just let things happen. Right. And, and it seemed to work really good for you. Yeah, you know, again, it's it's uh, it's not what you know, it's who you know. The more people you meet, the better off you're going to be. I, I firmly believe that. So Sure, no, I 100% agree. So I'm curious, though, do you do any kind of online networking? Like, have you found any success with Twitter or LinkedIn or any other social networks? <laughs> me personally, uh, I haven't done much. I, I mean, I have a girl that does it for me. Okay. Uh, you know, but me personally, I haven't done... Uh, a lot in the social media realm. I do feel it's a, uh, and very important and I do have someone that helps me with that, but I, I just, I never really got into the whole social media thing. So I wouldn't know the right things to post and the right times to post them and you know, what hashtags to use when. Sure. Uh, so I leave it, I leave it to someone else to do and she does a great job. Um, she actually helped me line up this uh, podcast with you today, but she, uh, you know, so, I think it's very important, but you know, me personally, I I don't spend a lot of time with it. Sure. No, I I think that's good advice because I was doing my own for a number of years now and I have a girl helping me with it as well. And it's been extremely beneficial to me and the show. And I, and like you said, like we connected through Twitter basically, and it was, it's awesome. right? Right. But sometimes too, at a certain point you don't have time for it. Like I don't have time to like, I still tweet and I still reply back to people, but I don't handle a lot of the like common posts all the time. Just because like you said, it's hard to come up with hashtags and be relevant. And like, it's just something I can't wrap my head around sometimes. Yeah. It's a full-time job. And, and, and especially if you have a specific brand, you're trying to, you know, get across, you know, you don't want multiple people 
you know, posting multiple different things for you or are you randomly just posting random stuff because, you know, you want to uphold, you know, your brand standards. And I think that it's really important to, you know, have someone good and, uh, and it is, it's a full-time job. So if you can't afford to get someone, I think that that's one of the more important things to, to sure. have and pay for. Sure. And I think the other thing too, is you don't necessarily need somebody full time. You can pay for X amount of hours a month and they'll just right. kind of handle it, it for you. But exactly. for me, it's been life-saving and yeah. you know time-saving for sure. Mm -hmm. So Michael, maybe we'll close the show with kind of promoting um, where people can find, you know, your, your different ventures online. And if you want to promote anything personally as well. Yeah, yeah, of course. So obviously if you're planning an event or you're looking to book an event, go to venueviking.com. You can also uh, find me on Facebook or follow me on Twitter. It's uh, venueviking under, or I'm sorry, it's venue underscore viking. You can also uh, check out Station House. If you're ever in St. Pete, we'd love to see you in the building. Uh, there's a lot of different programs going on through the facility. We, we have a lot to offer um, throughout the building. The food's excellent in our restaurant. Uh, you can visit sta uh, stationhousestpete.com to find out more information about that. Uh, EIP, you can go to eipcards.com to learn any more information about that. Again, that's a digital membership platform uh, that we'll be launching here shortly. Yeah, I think that's it. I have a beautiful wife at home. <laughs> she didn't get to come with me today, but I wish she would have. I feel like more people would have came to my booth if she was here. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks again for doing this, and I look forward to kind of following uh, what happens with you guys over the, the coming year. Thanks for listening. The music for the show is done by Electric Mantra. You can check them out at electricmantra.com and keep building the future. <laughs>